Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to the Sugar Freedom Show. I'm Catherine Gordon, the author of Sugar Freedom and your host. And you can find Sugar Freedom at sugarfreedom.com. Oh my goodness, I do say that word a lot, don't I? But it's a good thing because getting off of sugar is truly what freed me in order to live the life that I wanted to live. And so it's Monday. It's a holiday here in the U.S., but now, from now on, we're going to go on Mondays into what kind of body do we want to create, what body weight and body fat do we want to have in order to do the work that we want to do in this world. We're up against a bit of a problem, especially if we're female. There, we seem to be at odds in terms of what is a healthy weight and what is the weight that you need in order to succeed. Let me give you an example. At Gordon's studio, we do fitness challenges, uh, body transformation challenges. And one of the things that we take is uh, body fat percentage. Now, the body fat calculator that I use is the Army body fat calculator. And I was really shocked to realize that for the Army, the target body fat percentage that they're after in the Army, in other words, to be a soldier and to make the contribution that you need to make to your work and to your fellow soldiers, um, the ideal body fat percentage that they're looking for for women is 26%. Now, let's compare that to the ideal media body fat percentage. And the research that I have done shows that, for example, uh, catalog models and other models and very often women that we see on, in film and on television, what many of them are going after is a body fat percentage of 18% or less. Now, of course, I'm getting this off of what body fat percentage you have to have to be a Victoria's Secret angel. So I must admit that this is pretty extreme. But that's a pretty serious spread. So we're talking about eight percentage points. And in my practice, I, I very often see that we might see about, you know, three pounds per percentage point. So that's 24 pounds. Okay, let's round it down. Let's just say 20. But what's really shocking to me is that this this perfect, great, healthy weight, <clears throat> body fat percentage of 26% for the Army, if you're at that 26%, you could be 20 pounds over the ideal for the media. And that would be film, television, magazines, runways. Now, just think about that. People talk about the camera adding 10 pounds, but this is a 20 pound difference between ideal for work and ideal for media. Well, this made me want to dive a little bit deeper into what's going on with body ideals and expectations that are being placed on women, which took me back to back when I started my transformation journey back in 2008, an article came out in the New York Times about weight discrimination against women. And I had no problem finding that article. All I had to do was Google uh, weight discrimination women and, and it popped right up. It was really shocking. The results were quite shocking. What we found is the Rudd Center or the Rude Center uh, for Obesity and Weight Management at Yale ran a study and uh, I'm very familiar with the Rude Center because, or the Rudd Center, I have to find out which, which is the correct pronunciation. They do a food addiction scale, a food addiction quiz that is incredibly in-depth and 
the minute you look at this quiz as, as a sugar and a food addict, you know that they get it. You know that they understand what's going on. So, so their center does amazing work. And uh, so I really listened up when I saw that they had done this study. And then the study was published in the International Journal of Obesity. The study found that weight discrimination is as common as racial discrimination. And women begin to notice weight bias at a BMI of 27. That's body mass index. So let's do run the numbers and make that specific. So a woman who is five foot five would start to experience weight discrimination at 162 pounds. That's only 13 pounds more than a healthy weight according to that BMI chart. And I think that's interesting because in in my experience, and I hope you don't mind my sharing this experience now, uh, I'm five foot one, and after when I after I had my son, I got stuck right at around 160 pounds. And what's fascinating here is that that would be a weight where I would experience, according to this, weight discrimination or weight bias. So what is it for men? What's really shocking is men, according to this study, don't experience weight bias until a BMI of 35. Hold on to your hats. 68 pounds higher than a healthy weight, according to the BMI chart. Okay, let's go a little bit deeper into this chart. It is beginning to be discounted as a measure of health. But even though it's being discounted as a measure of health, I think that we can still use it in this study as a measure measure of discrimination and attitude. This is a serious problem. It's affecting how much money we can make. Monday, working Monday, affecting our success. But what's even worse is that it's affecting our self-esteem and it's also affecting our willingness to go out and do the work that we were meant to do and that we want to do. Recently, I was listening to an interview on the radio that was talking about genius and was wondering, you know, why is it that we aren't seeing more women geniuses? And certainly a hundred years ago, a, a woman's world, the boundaries were so severe that it made sense that we wouldn't be seeing as many women of genius in science, technology, and the arts, and sport. But even now, in the last hundred years, with every decade, as we become, at least in uh, the developed world, as we become freer and we have more opportunities, wouldn't you think that we would start to see an explosion of female geniuses? I'll give you an example. The Oscars are going to be coming up soon. And we've had one woman director win win the Oscar. And of course, this year, there are, there are none nominated. What is going on? And my suspicion, ladies and gentlemen, is that part of this may have to do with weight bias. And I'll tell you why. If an ideal weight for for being in the army is 25, 24 pounds more than, than what the media is asking for in order for us to feel empowered and beautiful and valuable, how much is this holding us back? And this is just simply the difference between between normal and media, how much more are we being held back if we look at 
the weight that the average woman is carrying today. Now, and this is what's really shocking. Um, more and more, the desirable weight, the desired weight, doesn't seem to have anything to do with health, at least in terms of longevity and how much we access health care. Something about the BMI is off. But even more, something about the expectations that we place on women for their physical appearance appearance is off. If a man can be 68 pounds overweight before experiencing discrimination in the workplace, and a woman can only be 13 pounds overweight before experiencing discrimination in the workplace, what is going on? And even more so, what do we do about it? Let me speak to that specifically. I, uh, one of my great sadnesses was going to Los Angeles and having a struggle with my weight in my pursuit of a career as an actor, singer, and a dancer. Now, I did work a lot on stage. I always felt that one of the reasons I worked so much more easily on stage than on camera was because it doesn't add 10 pounds. And then I became a choreographer myself. And now I also direct as well and produce. And what I have found is that I haven't done it myself, thank goodness, I haven't had to, but that there is this pressure to cast and to hire uh, based on body weight. Let's go a little bit further in terms of being a dancer. Now, I will say that if you want to dance on point, on toe shoes, it is helpful to be at a healthy weight because you need a certain amount amount of strength and that is a lot of pressure and a lot of body weight to go up on point. Um, if you're partnering, it is easier for your partner to lift you. And I think what's interesting now is that in modern choreography, we're seeing women lifting women too. So I, I see that that is a factor. But, but beyond that, I just think it's gone way beyond anything to do with the physical ability to perform dance steps or to perform a role. Unfortunately, what happens in theater, film, and television is, once again, we get bound up by this idea of what what body weight, what body fat percentage makes a woman desirable. So what do we do, do about it? What do we do as women? I really think that we need to consciously stand up and recognize and see beauty and desirability and ability to do amazing work uh, at a much higher, at a much broader, um, many, many different broad body shapes and body types. And I think that the secret begins, what you and I can do today is to recognize beauty and health and worthiness in a much, much broader range of body weights and body types. We need to end the tyranny of thin. And this is not to say that all of a sudden we shift our discrimination onto women who happen to be naturally slender or women who have managed to become slender through nutrition and exercise. No, I don't want to do this either. And I think that this happens all too often that we can go on a crusade to say we're going to stop the tyranny of thin, but then that we start to attack people who are thin. Because in my experience as as a trainer and a fitness studio owner, wow, if you are trying to put on body fat, that is just as hard, 
if not harder, they're losing it. So I don't think that we should go after women for being lean. Let's face it, there is privilege in being lean in our society. So what do we do? How do we keep from having our brains scrambled by trying to fit in with what's expected of us in the workplace? There are three things that we can do. We actually can focus on a better measure than BMI or the scale, and that is weight circumference. We do have good scientific evidence that if we can keep our weight circumference at 50% of our height or less, uh, that we're going to see improvements in health. We're not going to have to access health care as much, and we're going to have better longevity, active longevity, healthy long lives. So it's really easy. I'm five foot one, so I'm 61 inches tall, so 50% would be 30.5. So I need to keep my waist below 30. So at Gordon Studio, one of the things we do is the first thing we do is we go after that 50% mark. And once we get there, I consult with my clients and I say, okay, well, now that we're at this place where we know and science agrees that you come into a place of good health, now how do you want to shape and refine and create the fitness and the figure that you want in order to go forward in life and fulfill your dreams. Take action on your goals and dreams. I think this is really important. I know that weight drags it down. So how do we break through that? How do we stop our weight from stopping us? And simply, we have to take action every day on our goals and our dreams. And I get up every morning and I journal and I write I have my, these are the things that we need to do. We need, what are we doing in the world? What do we want to achieve? And because it's Monday, we're going to talk about work and business. What do we want to achieve in terms of our work and our business and our financial success? And how can good health and a healthy body, body weight in terms of that healthy weight circumference, how can that inform our achieving our goals at work? so that we can support ourselves and our families and then also give back to our community. And number three, you have to make sure, absolutely sure that you aren't discriminating against yourself and others. This is the absolute truth. We talk about be the change that you want to see and that we receive what we want for others. The best way that I have ever found to create confidence in my body and to be able to go out into the world and serve in the way that I feel that I'm called to serve is to see beauty in others. One of the ways that we can break through the chains of the media and society is to be determined as women to look at other women, see their beauty, see their value, and celebrate it. Because what that does is that by by looking out at all the women around us and the men and the children too, seeing their positive gifts, seeing what is special and beautiful and valuable and active about them, this frees us to go forward into our community and do the work that we were meant to do. If you don't mind, I'll go back to me personally. I know that I am at a healthy weight in terms of BMI, even though I don't really respect BMI, in terms of body fat percentage, and also in terms of waist circumference and waist-to-hip ratio. So I know for me personally, I need to drop the fear, drop the self-punishment, and just simply get out of the, out in the world and do the training and writing and communicating that I need to do. So I'm here today to challenge you. Is anything holding you back? 
keeping you from creating and doing and serving in the way that you're meant to serve. If we look at life purpose, I'm uh, studying Stoic philosophy right now, and with, with the Stoic philosophers, you can drill it down to, you actually can drill the philosophy down to do your best because it's simply that's rational and reasonable. Where are you doing your best and where can you do your best? And where can you step away from the chains of the me- media and society in terms of our body weight so that you can do your best? Let's take it even a step farther and talk about life purpose, meaning of life. And for many people, and for me today, on this day, I've begun to understand that the key to a happy life is joyful service. So how can your body help you to deliver joyful service? And is there anywhere in your life that you're allowing your body weight or your body fat or your physical image to limit you in terms of giving joyful service. So I want you to focus on health. Focus on that waist waist circumference and head in that direction. Focus on your dreams. And also focus on recognizing the beauty, the creativity, and the contributions of all the women and the men and everyone around you. Thank you so much for listening today. You can find out more about my method of healthy eating at sugarfreedom.com. You can find out more about my training and fitness methods at gordonstudiosonora.com. So glad you're here and so glad you listened. And go out, recognize the beauty and the value in others, and, and make it a great day. Until next time, I'm Catherine Gordon for the Sugar Freedom Show. Bye-bye.